Welcome to Front Row Geeks. Congratulations, Naughty Dog, for the best death in gaming this year. Killing GameStop. So, I mean, I, I knew we were talking about this. And actually, well, before I even get that, hi, everybody. From Rogue Geeks. Hello. How are you all doing? <laughs> Baron 5X, Astro Omega, PX. Yo. Joining you, not at all live, but... Hey. Well, close enough. Yeah. Unscripted. <laughs> Raw and unreal. Or wait, uh, real? Raw and real? Whatever. <laughs> now, now we're going to be, like, wrestling by Epic. <laughs> So, yeah, as as hinted by NPC's joke, we are definitely... Um, mm-hmm. Or at least the stuff surrounding it, not yeah. it, not the game itself. Yeah, spoiler, none of us have played the game. Some of us have just watched the game and left it at that. I've so watched various cutscenes, various, cut scenes, various uh, people's reactions and reviews of it, essentially. Yeah, So, if you're into the, a lot of that. Yeah. So, we'll definitely dive into that. Um, but there's some other worthwhile head we can cover quite. Yeah. Quick at the beginning. Um, I have a list. But do you all want to pipe in? Okay. Well, let, let's talk about the factor, especially with that joke that GameStop has now stopped, uh, has started refusing uh, game returns. Well, specifically because of The Last of Us 2. Yeah. And I don't think that's just simply GameStop. I'm pretty sure it's almost every single outlet that sells it physically. I was trying I to research think. that a little bit when you brought it up, and I can't find anything on it. Just to really, uh, yeah, to to um, pivot off of and get this perspective is. Um, yeah, I'm f- having trouble finding articles about it. Um, nope. Like I said, like a Reddit post, but I'm, I mean, there's a Reddit post that answered the call to my Google search, but I don't know if that's what it's about. I don't see any articles on it. Range. Uh-uh. Maybe it's still kind of new. I mean, the news that GameStop is in trouble. And I feel like it yeah. pops every once in a yeah. while. Yeah. Maybe there just hasn't been anything written on this specific part of the phenomenon. Well, it's a question of whether this is a matter of sort of, you know, GameStop trying to maintain whatever money they have by making sure the copies go out, but they don't come back in. Because, let's face it, if people think of Last of Us 2 as, you know, uh, part 2, as, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of those like uh bargain bin things like the copies of destiny one with none of the expansions at five dollars to just fill up the bins and take up space and never go away i think they're worried if it comes to that because obviously they make a lot of their money through uh returns and resales because any used game that they sell is 100 percent profit and well, that, that, I mean, they take like obviously whatever they gave you for the game bill, it is is their cost. Yeah, but yeah. if you remember, they usually try to pay only like twenty percent. Yeah, which even on newer, it, like the only games that I actually saw that had more uh, return cost were games that I'd actually kept my hands on because a they were super rare. rare. Because I know for the longest time GameStop kept bugging me like hey you have a copy of Xenoblade Chronicles for the Wii mm. you can get a trading uh cost of like $50 and I looked at their store and they were selling the used copies for 90 
it, it, uh, the last what 20 30 years gamestop has made a business and, yeah and well the, that's entirely gamestop's business model it's yeah. the reason why they were able to affiliate so well Mm-hmm. And it's been clear for a long time they just can't survive in reality. Where well, they can't really deal with the uh, digital, essentially. Exactly. And I think the obviously with COVID going on, that accelerated whatever. Well, it doesn't help of their stupidity of trying to state that they were a you know Potential. legitimate necessary business, yeah. and getting their business license revoked. So on not some only doors. just bad business practices and sort of a yeah. Anyway, there's health and safety. It's not that consumers. important. And yeah, the government is not on their side either. It's just losing on all fronts. So, other than that, uh, probably the only other thing, or a few other things that I could probably talk about were are probably on that list already, Eddie. You want me to go through my list? Yes. Uh, let, let, let's see what your list has. Okay. So, top of my list is that we had a Riot Games executive resign. A who? Riot Ooh. Games, League of Legends parent company. Oh yeah, company. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's because of this entire week of a sort of Me Too movement in video gaming, because mm-hmm. a lot of things happened essentially in regards to that. Yeah, I think especially they've been kind of ongoing that that executive come. Well, for Twitch, stuff. they ended up having. Uh, they tried to do a blackout on Wednesday, of you know, against a lot of things, mm-hmm. essentially stating don't stream on Wednesday. And I don't know how well that went. Uh, a variety of major gaming personalities and such have been accused and have to deal with various things, such as like mm-hmm. Angry Joe got accused of shenanigans. Doctor Disrespect has essentially been perma banned. That is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been hearing that today, but I haven't had time. I did, I did okay, the thing with Doctor Disrespect is very simple. He's been perma banned. He has been perma banned so obviously. And he is not going to be returning anytime soon because even his subs have been uh, refunded for those that paid this month. Oh, wow. And those that ha- all his emotes and such were associated with his channel have been discontinued. They Remote. no longer work. And Twitch is incredibly silent on this issue, which is very different from its usual uh, bannings and such, where it usually clarifies what the ban was for, such as, you know... Uh, nudity for like half a second or foul language you know uh, hate speech things like that whatever this time they are being incredibly silent and the rumors are just building up because people don't know what is going on like supposedly his wife has actually gone and made a clarification post via instagram but i'm not sure how valid that is or is going to be because i haven't read it yet i kind of figured that because of the it, it would we were probably too early for it before everything really comes out of it i'm pretty sure yeah. the next time we're probably well the one thing that does time. sound uh relatively accurate even though it's like completely unconfirmed is that this wasn't part of the trust and safety uh team inside twitch which usually handles all the bannings and things like that it supposedly may have come outside of that like given as a order to them to do this uh, like full almost stop as if amazon requested that they ban well him. it could have been amazon it could have been a legal team because it may be like a conflict of interest or legal issues such as yeah i don't know uh as of yet we're just it's speculation the only thing we know is that it's we know it's a perma ban and we know it's to the severity of absolutely removing anything and everything in involving him 
supposedly. Was he one of the ones, and this might lead into the next topic I had listed, was he one of the ones that jumped? No. no. Okay. That was Ninja. That was... One of the speculations of why this occurred is that he did try to sign a contract with Twitch, and he may have just screwed himself over because if he put, uh, signed an exclusionary contract with exclusive to, uh, exclusive contract with Twitch, he may not be able to jump to other platforms. Uh, yeah, admittedly, like, the thing going on with Mixer, yeah, I, I hate to say it, but, um, and I hate bringing this guy up because, admittedly, like, the whole uh, speculation on the half of game the- uh, of game theory, talking about the whole ninja moving over to Mixer, is that they didn't publish numbers, but based off of some of the stuff that we, uh, that uh, Ninja had done, uh, had set up, sounds that basically Ninja had set up a kind of uh, contract with Microsoft for a great sum that for most of us average people uh, would love to get our hands on and we could easily retire at the age of 20 on, uh, on a contract such as that. For clarity audience we're talking about the announcement this week is that mixer yeah. as of july 20 is going to be bye-bye they're basically all uh, microsoft is also requesting that anybody that used mixer move over to facebook streaming uh i've been hearing a lot of people say uh no and either going back to twitch or using youtube streaming yep but uh well, it sounds like the entire thing with trying to get uh, Ninja and Summit 1G uh, to stream exclusively on Mixer was a truly last-ditch effort, and we didn't realize how qu- uh, quickly the you know venture has been collapsing. Essentially, I mean, yeah. we talked about it a few weeks ago, right? When I when I talked about the numbers, they just uh, well, we were talking about Mixer, and we were talking, and of course, the idea of how much Mixer actually grew between you know last year and this year or something like that which was almost and nothing. nothing every other company in tremendous growth in this new covid time and the other one and mixer a company that should have seen similar growth saw almost nothing yeah and the i would say that a contributing factor could have possibly been the contract that ninja had signed because it uh, from the way it's been described was that the contract that ninja signed would possibly be considered mostly like a yearly budget level uh, amount for it might be like a salary for him or, or you know for like maybe lack of a yeah uh, i seen the numbers as high as 30 million so yeah uh, and as such the amount supposedly paid out to ninja because they haven't released any numbers neither ninja nor microsoft i wouldn't if i were there. but um, clearly ninja is the winner in- yeah, yeah. Because the fact that that amount that they paid out to Ninja, Ninja can safely retire and not do anything anymore. He can make like a ninja. Like a ninja. Well, he doesn't have to worry about, you know, getting banned off of Twitch, essentially, because he probably has more than enough money that if he's smart with it, you know, uh, can just simply start investing in stocks or something. And just, As of this recording, I don't think, at least out loud. I, yeah. I think he would return back to Twitch, honestly. Yeah, but the one thing with if he goes back to Twitch, because I, I remember reading uh, an interview with him saying that he was glad that he moved over to Mixer because then he could finally break away from the whole Fortnite uh, stigma. So he could mm-hmm. go back doing other mm-hmm. things, and he doesn't, he didn't want to go back to Fortnite because if you're playing the same game over and over and over. Well, let's face it, there are some 
people that can play the same game over and over and over. And then there are some people that, you know, they can't keep playing the same game week after week, night after night, for hours. Yeah. It's boring eventually, no matter how fun it is on, you know, hour 20. At hour 2000, it's a different thing. Yeah. So, um, uh, amongst things, it's just a factor that uh, people some uh, have been theorizing that uh, because of that whole contract, Microsoft may not have had the budget anymore to keep Mixer up, or at least running properly. Oh, so your your speculation is that their particular contract with Ninja was a uh, was hurtful? Uh, was hurtful in the long run because, mm-hmm. yeah. as as game theorists had put it forward, that uh, bringing Ninja over uh, was a great publicity stunt, which meant people uh, they did see numbers rise, but. And it made Mixer a household name, just not for the reasons that Mixer would want it. Yeah, and the problem was that by bringing him over, yeah, they did see an influx, but the problem, uh, the thing, but there is, was no retention. Exactly. There's no. Uh, they weren't keeping people either streaming or watching on the platform. Hell, uh, some of the numbers that Ninja did release about his viewership dropped dramatically after like two weeks yeah so at this point i am not sad that mixer is gone but at the same time it's like there are people that went to mixer to get away from twitch they have some good tech i'm gonna miss that tech yeah that is actually the biggest question is whether uh microsoft is essentially going to be selling off the mixer you know team or are they going to try to you know restart it again under a different name or something because I don't know the exact contracts involved. Like, is Mixer directly under Microsoft? Or is it like a third-party affiliate? No, they got bought. Because it used to be Beam back in the day. Ah. And then Microsoft bought them. And- uh, from the way that the things are going, it sounds like Facebook may have requested absorbed it. it. Not absorbed it, but uh, are requesting uh, exclusivity uh, rights to the tech. But still allowing microsoft to keep a hold of the actual license you think it's kind of like salvaging like maybe they they bought salvage essentially <laughs> uh, from the way i am reading into this it sounds like basically facebook is trying to play catch up with the whole streaming aspect and so what they're doing is basically like they saw that mixer was really good tech wise the only problem is that it wasn't reaching nor reten- uh, keeping retention of people on streaming so essentially, by Microsoft closing it down, that tech is now open, quotations available for use, and Facebook is going, hey, can we have exclusive rights to use your tech? I hope so. I mean, just for the sake of that tech, and maybe it'll give us Twitch one day, but my, their, their money where Twitch is. So it, that's my interpretation of some of the news coming from this. Whether that's true or not is a different matter. For all we know, it's just... Microsoft's saying, oh, hey, go to Facebook because, oh, hey, can you advertise our streaming platform, but we don't need your tech. Anyway. Anyway, next thing on your list, Eddie. Okay, next thing. um, And this will go hand in hand with two different things. Uh, I feel like Stadia has just nothing but bad news. And I think think what contributed to that is the announcement that we've had since the last time we recorded that Cyberpunk has been delayed further in 2020. Well, let's knock out Stadia first. Yeah. Uh, uh, Stadia is unimportant. Moving on. <laughs> well, see, the re- reason I hooked it up with with Cyberpunk was that you know one of the pro- one of the nice things Stadia has going for it, very few things, or at least 
theoretically had going for it was that all this day one shit about, you know, having to put patches and downloading and the way huge games are these days. One of the benefits of Stadia is supposed to be that, oh, just turn it on. My game is immediately available because it's being run from some server farm somewhere. I can dive into my brand new Cyberpunk game immediately. Yep. They announced when took note of this that Cyberpunk would not be immediately available for Stadia when it released. It would not re- concurrently release with the other system release. So yep. at that point, you're like, well, what the fuck is the point? <laughs> so, yeah. In this case, the best way to put it is Stadia is irrelevant on to the big thing yeah Cyberpunk 2077 2077 uh, uh, the reviewers. funny thing about you saying that it's been delayed again is that they literally have come out and stated the game is feature complete mm-hmm. you can play it from beginning to end what they are doing now is polishing it which is great at least personal yeah. opinion i think that's fantastic do that i don't yeah it's fine yeah <laughs> and uh, my fa- uh, my fa- uh, my two cents on that is they're up front. That's straight up like their announcement of like, hey, we're bug testing. This is why we're delaying it because we want to make sure that we can get 80 to 90% of the bugs out. They don't which... really want to deal with another, you know, roach uh, meme compilation of glitches and things like that. Yeah. Or becoming another Bethesda, essentially, of, eh, it'll be fine. Somebody will patch it out themselves via their own way. And I'm like, uh, and I love Bethesda, but we don't need to emulate. Yeah. Well, I mean, because this is a new game series, essentially, for them, instead of, you know, another Witcher game, I think it's a good idea for them to get on their best foot forward for this. So. Yeah. And from the sounds of the various people that got to play the game, because they invited a lot of media types uh, to come in and play, like, six hours of the game, uh, they're all ecstatic about it. Oh, yeah. There's also a uh, feature that has been mentioned several times, and a lot of the uh, reviewers have said, don't do it that way. <laughs> what, what? There's a GTA mode set up in the game. Okay. and I heard about that today, and I didn't understand. What, what is that? Okay. Um, you know the whole, as- the whole thing behind GTA and how it's set up, where it's basically mission to mission. Open world. Yeah. Um, from the way GTA is set up, when not, the last time I played, which was... Three or San Andreas. It was San Andreas. I watch people play other later games, but the last one I technically played was probably San Andreas. I've been playing five and four. I'm, I'm is the factor that like literally, um, I didn't like the play structure to it because it just like felt like the only way I could really get to the good parts where I like I could go all over the place was to do the story missions, and I hated doing the story missions. So I guess that's what I don't understand because. Like, in my playthrough GTA, for with few exceptions, the world is pretty much, like, other than, like, kind of beginning stuff where they come to different services or functions of the game a little bit at a time. But after that, you know, the world is your oyster. You can go on your story mission, your side mission, explore. So, I don't... Why would that be a bad thing in a cyberpunk? Or why... why the Well, I think he's trying to say that the GTA mode is a bit different from the regular mode of, you know, playing through the stories or going through you know, specific missions, because I ended up hearing that they actually have three major mission, uh, are uh, essentially quest types, you could say. You have your main story stuff, then you have, like, uh, side quest stuff, which is, like, actual, you know, uh, story-based side stuff, where, Basically, you, know, you do said story mission, it then opens up this it's side It's self-contained, mission. essentially. Yeah. 
And then there's like just sort of Diablo monster stuff that you can just go after and kill and have fun with the game mechanics or something. Um, and the factor is that if what, I, if what I'm reading is correctly, GTA mode basically disables the Diablo-esque encounters. Really? Hmm. If what I'm reading is correct. I could be horribly so, wrong. It could... So there is a... I mean, obviously, it's probably not called GTA mode, but you're telling me there's a... No, it's actual... actually called GTA mode. Okay, so there's a switch in this game that activates this mode that does what you're uh, talking about? Suppose, uh, there, is a, there is a switch. The reviewers are kind of vague about what it does, but... A good chunk of them have stated don't turn it on because it kind of changes how the game plays and it then makes the game feel less. Okay. Like, like, supposedly it makes the game almost completely different, but it makes it feel not very good. They, they're, it's it's a lot of vague vagarities that they use. So they don't technically fully describe why it doesn't work or why it doesn't feel right. I guess what I thought was weird about that is that, and I only glanced at the headline a little bit as I was going through some stuff, I mm-hmm. thought I read that the developers said, don't play this game. Like, Oh, so they, yeah, so the developers weird. as well. Okay, so then but, why would they tell us not to play GTA mode if they developed? Probably because, and I do mean probably because, somebody mentioned that people that are probably going to go into Cyberpunk are probably going to expect it to play similar to GTA. Because well, they... Just to point out something from the uh, reviews I've seen so far, or not reviews, but uh, initial impressions, it sounds like they're trying to make an RPG where you do all this sort of action stuff, but it's constructed in a way that it uh, is meant to be accessible. Like one person pointed out how the cars feel great to drive, but they are not really working off of an actual simulation of a car they stick to the road pretty well so kind of similar to 15 uh, final fantasy 15's regalia kind of similar but not exactly like you do have a certain amount of freedom it's just that it's not like a driving game it's meant to give the impression of driving it's sort of like how the shooting is the shooting is just simply representative of you know just the thematic aspect it's still more of an rpg than it is an actual shooter yeah so anyway i i mean i guess again i kind of thought that gta just one world like i I don't know if the formula is that specific but whatever i mean i'm gonna just play the game however it was presented to me anyway well to to explain probably because since cyberpunk 2077 is actually based off of a tabletop rpg yes it's an actual thing but um, whereas GTA, GTA doesn't have a lot of quotations, RPG elements. Well, it has and it, has, it hasn't. They have yeah. dabbled in, on, in it occasionally, like it, back in San Andreas, there was the thing of getting fat or getting thin. And most sort of thing. Yeah, but uh, at the same time, it's like weapons react the way you would find in kind of a shooter where it's like, the more damage, uh, the more high damage weapon it is, the more likely to just kill somebody outright. Whereas in Cyberpunk, uh, you're going to be fighting people that may have, to use actual terms in the game, subdermal armor, which means they could take a rocket to the chest and survive. So do you think that's what they meant? they were getting that specific? They said don't play like GTA because, I mean, <clears throat> that seems a little weird then at that point. I would never play like... I would never go into Tales of Berseria 
and have to think, okay, I shouldn't play this like Final Fantasy thirteen because that's weird. I shouldn't have yeah. to be told that. So again, I thought it was just weird that they would have to explicitly put this out because I don't know who I don't know who was going to go into Cyberpunk 77, 2077 and go. I'm going to play this like GTA. <laughs> like, well, they just people who only play GTA games, I guess. Uh, it's, to to explain it, Eddie, anytime somebody mentions open world, uh, most of the time when I mention open world to people, uh, like open world action uh, game, the first thing that most people I've talked to usually go like, "Oh, you mean like GTA?" And so that's how example. they will in- envision an open world action game. But no even one's ever told no one's ever told me to. I'm about to play Fallout Four and go, "Don't play it like GTA." Okay. <laughs> well, the factor is like. Uh, if somebody mentions like open world RPG, what's the next thing that you think of? Because I can think of like three versions of open world RPG right now. Well, Eddie, Eddie, can, I was Eddie? hoping it was a rhetorical question. I walked to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. No, I'm actually th- asking you what you what's your first thing when you hear open world RPG? Well, Fallout. Uh, let's see. Um, Skyrim, um, or any of those Morrowind games. Um, oh, Dragon uh, Three a little bit. Said- World of Warcraft. Oh, but that's an MMO. I feel like that's different. Technically not open world, I would say, because the zones are constructed for a specific level and such. So it's not quite the same as, you know... uh, I've met people that have, uh, like, open world RPG, and they think World of Warcraft... MMOs and such? MMOs, because Mm. it's a giant open world that you can explore, whether zones or not. Um, another one I could probably mention is, well, uh, let's see, Witcher. That doesn't yeah. play like, it, Witcher doesn't play like, uh, GTA or Fallout. Well, technically the later Witcher games. The first Witcher game, uh, is a bit more... skyrim Uh, well, no, it's a bit too much directed. Like, there's major chapters, mm-hmm. and even if you spend most of the time in one city... It's still chapter-based, so you can't exactly go anywhere from the beginning of the game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about The Witcher 2, but I do know The Witcher 3 is more open-world. Yeah, so. um, We're going to be here talking semantics all day. I think we can move on. Yes. Okay, um, let's go to the next thing. Well, I have one more question about Cyberpunk, other than we're excited okay. about it. Do mm-hmm. you all know who you want to start out as? Can it be your character origin? No, Matt. <laughs> David? Same with Tom. No, Matt. I'm going to be Corpo, for sure. Oh. You sound like a corpo. Yep. You literally do sound like a corpo. I'm going to be a corpo. God. Admittedly, I was thinking Wearing about... suits, killing people, dr- drinking cocaine. God. I was actually thinking about it, but at the same time, it's like, Nomad sounds like the best way to start out. I kind of wish they're... Uh, like, did they mention Street Samurai, or did they actually... Street Kid, Corpo, and Nomad. Ah, so no proper street samurai. Yeah, nope. Well, I'm, I'm guessing you may become a street samurai or meet one, but well, I can I understand they... why not to have that. Then again, there's also the question of DLC. Oh, yeah. Like, what happens if we get something just as good as blood and wine for this? Or better? Oh, God, yes. But... So. Okay, now we can go to a different topic. To okay. skew from games, um, I can now finally talk to you guys about Castlevania. I finished it. Two days ago. Oh, funny. I can make something related to gaming about Castlevania. But let's start with Castlevania. So, yeah, those last two episodes were fucking fantastic. The episode 9 and 10 of that third season were fantastic. I loved it. That's everything I've ever wanted. And I also still look at it and go, Nintendo said this. (laughs) Well, technically, Castlevania is Konami. It's not Nintendo. 
And I feel like they've been they were under their umbrella a little bit. Well, I guess not if you're telling me Konami. Yeah. Oh. Well, you have to remember how many things that were imprinted on the old NES and SNES before things started getting a bit more diverse with the PlayStation. So you know, Honestly, other than and just I, and you guys already know, I haven't played any of the Castlevania. So everything I'm getting in this series, yeah, I I missed it when I when I went overseas and never touched any of those games. And then not even back, some of the newer stuff. Yeah, just none, nothing. I've never played not one a single one. one. Not even Castlevania One or Castlevania Two. Nope. Not I mean, even from playing on ROMs of free off of the internet. Nope, just because or, of pirates. I never got I, to it. I'm pretty sure I gifted you Bloodstained. And I haven't gotten to it yet. It's on my to-do list. I want to play it. I just haven't gotten to it. <laughs> there's so many games, uh, David. Of course there's so many games. Uh, anyway. Continuing. Yeah. Fucking, uh, I'm kind of glad that they set... Uh, season 3 set up a lot of the other characters that you'd see in some of the side stories in uh castlevania games because um god i forgot his name the the weird guy that was trying to get to the library of the infinite um the akashic record yeah the infinite corridor uh he's actually from one of the ds games san germain san uh, San germain who is technically an alternate name for of course lord dracul wait what yeah Okay, I didn't know that. Obviously, so I guess that was my was it was gonna be my question to you. Am I missing out a lot because I don't know the actual story of Castlevania? Because I'm literally just giving whatever they give me is what I know. Okay, the story of Castlevania is very simple. The Belmonts have been cursed to fight Dracula whenever he comes back every hundred years. And they haven't mentioned because it sounds like they killed him and they they think that's final. I mean, I was that much I know. I know it's not final. No. I know he'll come back, but no one else no, seems to be uh, that understanding. Well, logically, that was the thing that's made me scratch my head is that they've continued with these characters past of obviously Dracula's death, and I was honestly surprised that they didn't start you know time skipping. Time skipping, yeah. Because we saw Simon. Uh, we saw Simon's picture in, what was it, season two? Season two and season three. Yeah. Um, because the whole factor is that the, uh, the whole thing with Trevor and, I forget her name. Sophia. So, uh, Sophia. Is that those two get married and allow the Belmont family access to magic. Because in later, uh, in, uh, in later games, that's how the Belmonts are able to start using magic is the factor because of that marriage between those two um it's also alucard uh, alucard turns into the weird boy uh, weird guy where he's also the friend of the family slash tutor to some of the young uh, to some of the belmonts to make sure that they stay on the path as well as basically sure they're well well and there's always an heir or something but also in the fact that he's the guy that watches out for the return of papa because yeah most of the games, after Alucard's been introduced, he starts showing up, whether it's just as a character or uh, playable or not. You have to understand, this is based off of Castlevania 3? Yeah, Castlevania yeah. 3. Um, and, like, and, three, uh, we're missing one of the characters, actually. They never showed up. Yeah, I was wondering about him, and it's kind of sad... Uh, but then again, like, Maybe they'll show up then. nah, it's sort of skipped over that part, essentially. Yeah, essentially, the the fourth character who. Then again, that could be referencing the game itself because you are supposed to like collect the characters, and then you only have like the one extra one other than uh, Trevor. 
Yeah. So. Um, but it's the factor that like uh, Saint Germain is a named is a character from Order of Ecclesia, which is from the DS, because supposedly he sets up the Order of Ecclesia to deal with. Uh, I forget, but it's like some crazy weird uh, shit that happens with dealing with uh, the aftermath or setting up to prevent demons from overflowing due to the the soon-to-come arrival of uh, Dracula or timeline bullshit. I'm on, I've am i never played Ecclesia. I just know about some of the characters. Um, th- uh, oh, right. We could talk about that one guy who his entire journey in dealing with uh, his faith. What was your thoughts on that one, Eddie? What, Isaac? Yeah, I... Uh, was it Isaac? He's, he's no, uh, Isaac is the one captured by the uh, the vampire cadre of female vampires, I believe. No, no, that's not Isaac. No. I forget his name. Okay, I- Isaac is is the is the forge master that's leading Dracula's. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, Isaac. Oh, he just sounds all kinds of messed up. <laughs> oh God, people. It's an interesting pilgrimage, if nothing else. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely sympathize with him, but it's clear that he's reacting to everything in the worst possible way. Well. Oh, it- yeah. It honestly seems to be a thing of he wants his revenge, but he doesn't know what he's going to do afterwards. And kind of at the last point, he kind of is not sure about whether, whether revenge it... would be the best thing to do, actually. Yeah. So because... Isaac and Camilla and all these characters, do they have a place? In... They're not yeah. original characters, I imagine. But oh, no. Camilla, uh, Camilla is technically one of the bosses that is reoccurring in the Castlevania series. And Isaac is is supposed to be the villain of a 3D game that uh, I'm trying to remember what the other Forge Master's name is now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Why I, for, I forgot it. Um, Edgar. Uh, no. no. Uh, okay, I'll Google it. Uh, I'm getting the Wikipedia article I'm, up. I'm going to be so upset. Let's see, Wikipedia, Castlevania. I'm just going to bring up Castlevania. TV series character. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hector. Damn it. It's Hector. Hector. Damn it! Of course it's Hector. Hector, uh, was it Curse of Darkness? Uh, yes, Chairs of Darkness. Curse of Darkness. No, Chairs of Darkness. Oh, right, Chairs. <laughs> chairs. That—that's a joke. That's constantly. It, okay, but... you have to understand. There is a feature where you can sit in chairs. <laughs> it's also the save point system. No, it isn't actually. Really? I, th- I thought. No. Like. Uh... You can but, just simply find chairs and sit in them. Ah, uh, but uh, to explain a little bit, Curse of Darkness is... T- uh, oh, it's it's Sifa, by the way, not Sophia. Sifa. Yeah, Sifa, yeah. I was like, I, I don't think it's Sophia, because it's a really similar sounding name. But uh, Hector and Isaac come from Castlevania Curse of Darkness, which supposedly takes three. It takes place three years after uh castlevania 3 dracula's curse uh, here's one problem with the castlevania timeline for the video games that quickly came up okay if dracula shows up only every hundred years and you know there's only so many centuries to have uh they started making video games essentially between you know these major events dealing with like sub characters and things like that oh wait saint germain is actually from curse of darkness what the fuck Maybe they reused it. Let, let me go bring up uh, Order of Ecclesia. Anyway, uh, so your overall thoughts for Season 3 are? Oh, it was great. Okay. Anyway, uh, we're slowly running out of time. Or no, almost no. all time. 
now it's do we want to put any effort into talking about the last of us 2 in any uh actual breath in this episode or do we want to just let it set for another week and come back then well we won't record next week oh i don't know i mean because i want to get into spoiler stuff and i don't don't it might be (laughs) better what wait you mean you haven't been spoiled about the game I mean, I know what happens in the beginning, and I wish I didn't, but but that's as far as I've that I've been divulged. And I'm going to buy well, the game and play it when I get back from. Okay. Oh, you are planning on playing the game? Yes. Okay. Well, then I'll just reserve my thoughts until you finish the game. Okay. okay. So, do, do we just want to shelve that discussion until I'm done playing the game? Uh, yeah. If no, it doesn't matter how long it is, because I may need to reorder my thoughts on it on some aspects, because. While I've seen certain events and certain cutscenes, I haven't seen all the cutscenes and such, so I probably would not be capable of giving a true rebuttal about the story of it, okay. of why it's not good. I'm. I, it, it should. It'll be my July game, so I'll be done before the end of. If it's well, I have heard that it is a bit long, so. I feel like most of these games don't take more than like 20, 40 hours, though. Okay, the difference here is the la- first Last of Us could be done in like 12 hours. Yeah. Easy. This one's going to take at least 24. Okay, so then, and that means I, I should be done with it two or three weeks of July 4th. So, we, in that case, we can bring it up and talk about it. Especially since by that point, uh, the spoilers will either... The people who have played the game have played the game, and the people who haven't played the game haven't played the game. So, we won't have to worry about this entire, you know touchy subject of spoiling the game almost as bad as the uh pre-spoilers which uh were about i would say 80 percent accurate were they i i, I feel yeah. like that even in discussion of that has been back from how accurate uh, i would say 80 percent accurate there were okay. some things that were uh obviously not true or confirmed as being not true but a lot of the major events and such did happen that way Okay. Of course, so, it's surprising that they didn't get to the ending, but maybe they didn't get to the ending. So then let me ask this. Because, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to spoil it on here, but like I said, I know what happens in the first bit of it. Mm-hmm. Was that part of prior yes. to the game? Okay. Okay. Man. Okay. They, I, 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 they I, stated the method, who did it, and, you know, uh, that was definitive. Okay. Man, I'm almost surprised that I didn't learn about it because that is a, that is a pretty big deal. And the, well, the, I guess it matters on the social circles you're running. If you uh, didn't look at it, you didn't look at it and didn't get recommended it on any of your like recommended stuff. I guess. I, yeah, I guess it's just I, I don't know. I thought it, I figured something like that would have hard to. It's, well, you would think, well, obviously, but if you manage to get this far without knowing it until you know the week of, uh, in some ways, uh, Naughty Dog succeeded with their DMCA claim uh, spree. Which is good. I'm not mm. a big fan of spoilers. I mean, I don't. Really, I usually don't care about spoilers. And this, and obviously, knowing this spoiler doesn't ruin. And I, I think the matter. Well, the problem I'm here is, is the matter of context. You've been spoiled about this, <laughs> and you've been spoiled that it happens early on, on, mm. on in the game. But there's also the matter of you know actually seeing it happen and go, hmm, yeah. hmm. Like it's a big difference between say knowing that the sled's name is Rosebud. And actually understanding the reason why he says Rosebud at the end. It's not just because of the sleigh. It's because the innate uh, qualities that he once wanted or uh, once enjoyed of his life. That he remembers of that sled, oh, essentially. Good. Good so, 
Well, I'm just pointing out that everybody knows the sled's name is Rosebud. The thing is that, you know, the movie makes a big deal about it in the first place because it's like, why did he say Rosebud? Who's Rosebud? Is it one of his various lovers? Things like that. It's the code word. And no, it's just an innocent memory. Uh, David, anything you want to add? Yeah, not really. So. In that case, dear listener, it'll probably be probably bring this back up, and then we'll we'll really dive into it. That way, we have a full perspective of what we we're gonna get into. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I guess since that there's that, we do have a little some new games that that were announced a couple of weeks of interest. That, um, the one that is near and dear to my heart is all the Kingdom Hearts announcement. Ah, yes, the but, rhythm game, which I'm excited for. I, and it's it's stupid that I'm excited for it, but I'm excited. Is it Kingdom Hearts Just Dance? No, it's a uh, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Melody. It's basically Guitar Hero. Ish. I mean, not guitar-ish, but, you know, just like any other other game, stuff happens on the screen, button presses, syncing, etc., etc. Yeah. It's supposed to have a, a Kyrie, which is good for where we... It looks like there'll be some, some lore. Things are getting set up for this. Plus, that Dark Road thing for the mobile game came out, which will just be more backstory. All easy for But I don't play the game. I just watch the cutscenes. <laughs> Giving them my money. <laughs> You're not falling into the gotcha trap. I did already. I th- but how about this one? The Pokemon MOBA. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> it's ten, it's got ten cent all over it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not touching it, no matter what. And, and yes, and I know this... people are going like, but it. Go ahead. I don't care if it's going to be good. That's. Uh, I guess there's that's what so I many to get things into. they have their hands in that I don't want them to have their hands in. I think we need to have a discussion about ten cent because I really don't know what to feel about. Uh, on one, one hand, I, I like. think there's it's always a question. I think because it's a matter of well, the law works differently over there. And how much, you know, the Chinese government actually is involved with Tencent dealings and how much, you know, is it just Tencent themselves dealing and such. But when you consider how censorship happens so easily in Chinese stuff, uh, it I think is always a question. Considering that, like, if we're going to talk about it, there's probably one person I'd like to invite, uh, even though he may just listen in, uh, that's probably been following the entire story the entire time. Uh, just to give a, a much clearer picture, because I've been occasionally following it, but he's been following it a little bit much more than uh, than we have, really. Tencent story? Or what? Uh, the whole Tencent being involved in a lot of things. And, and if that's the case, I, I'd be interested. I, I, in, no, in no rendition of Tencent have I heard that they are like benevolent at any, any length. Well, first it, of all, find me a corporation that actually is exactly. 100% benevolent. But but there is that difference between, you know, are they kind of like squarely in the middle that we don't let them get I think the respect. word you're looking for is honest. Yeah. In that case, and I'm, even I'm more worried about how much, how dishonest they're actually, like, how much of it is, you know, cor- just, you know, corporate, corporate environment, corporate and, how much, and how much of it is they are actively trying some, something a little darker. Yeah. Well, it depends on what you read these days. And and even the the places I go to usually for this kind of news, there are definitely people I know and reviewers I know who are looking at this and going, because it's a ten cent game, I won't because they don't deserve it, and because they they just have a reputation for not having us particularly Best consumers business practices yeah, forward. Exactly. And then with all that being said, there's that there's that uh, the new movie that's coming out that that got delayed, but the um, which the ten, tenant. Oh, oh yeah, the big uh, Hail Mary pass to get people back into the theaters. Which which is going to be a huge movie. Like I, I would I hope. So, but that's also that's also got Tencent hands in that. Like Really? Yeah, Tencent yeah. is a big part of the production of that movie. Mm. So like to what degree should, 
should we only be worried about the games part of it? Should we be worried about this stuff here? Like, how much should I really worry? Are they Disney bad or are they, you know, I guess if we're thinking worst case scenario, Tencent bad? <laughs> yeah, that's, as a consumer, I really worry about it. I think we need, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So maybe that's something we need to explore at some point and revisit. And obviously at this point, I guess we don't have to worry about the movie or Pokemon because both of them are delayed. And well, well, Pokemon United thinks just isn't ready, but there's no announcement. Who knows well, the one thing I do hope is that Cyberpunk 2077 does come out this year, even though I'm just going to say it. I think it's going to get snubbed because of The Last of Us Part 2. What do you mean snubbed? What I mean is like, okay, you know the Oscars. You know how some films come out the same year as other films, but because of nonsense, uh, a really good film is ultimately snubbed by the Oscars because either it's a crowded field that year of like really quality entertainment or it's literally, nah, we don't do that. Basically, like, Hollywood going like, that film does not cater to... Like, if you go back to like the best films of the year... How many of them do you actually genuinely recognize? Oh, yeah. Movie-wise, yeah. And how many of them that you find, like, waiting in the uh, aisles or the pews or something, like the best uh, visual graphics or the best uh, supporting character or something of that sort, that you can find other films as, oh, hey, I recognize those. How come that didn't get best film of the year? I don't know. I don't think I, I think games can can get a little snobbish, but I really don't feel like that's see a lot. Well, of I don't think it's necessarily the games that are getting snobbish or that it's these uh, academies, I guess you could say, of like who's allowed to vote on what, essentially. I mean, even just looking at a, at recent lists, like at like the Game Awards or DC Awards, there's games mm-hmm. that win Game of the Year that are like crowd favorites and critically including the witcher which you know obviously yeah. cd project red has has an award in that field if yeah. we're looking at it between cyberpunk versus last of I mean, first of all none of us you know firsthand what the quality of those games are but i yeah but the thing is is what is game of the year versus you know best story in a game or best gameplay in a game i would be shocked at the cyberpunk like even i mean before it was getting a lot of hype yes yeah, but now that yeah. we've seen the impressions of it, there are people who are, after playing it, are even more excited than ever to get. So, as a game, as an interactive, there is there is joy in that. Oh yeah, and yeah, but the, the reason why I bring it up is because unfortunately, I think it is going to be a matter of whether The Last of Us Two is given, you know, a greater presence there to affirm its uh, quality, essentially by making sure that it wins awards and accolades, essentially. Because it already has that, you know, uh, critically acclaimed stuff going on of where it's gotten, like, 10 out of 10s, and it's the Schindler lists of video games. I'm almost certain it's probably going to win, without a doubt. I, 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 I can understand that, but I do feel that it's probably going to try to win more than that. I mean, if that's the case, I, f- I mean, I, I, I would never rule that out as a possibility with anything like this. I mean, like, I, I expect it to get as just as many, you know, uh, nominations as, say, Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know, uh, because can you think of any other games this year that would be on that level of, you know, hype around them? Animal Crossing. And I think that's the only thing I can think of. Doom Eternal was a big game, but I don't know if it had that kind of acclaim with to go. Probably with it. get the best soundtrack. Maybe. Yeah. yeah there's something that. like that. Um, I, honestly, Animal Crossing, I think, 
did so much at a time when it was needed. I think it's going to be up there when it comes to what games actually had an impact for 2020. But beyond mm-hmm. that, those of the of the three games I can think of, Last of Us, Cyberpunk, and Animal Crossing, the three games I think kind of affect them. Oh, yeah, David. Did I mean, Ring sorry. Fit come out this question. year? Wait, what? Did Ring Fit come out this year? Uh, and I believe Ring Fit came out last year? Yeah. Okay. Final Fantasy oh. VII. I forgot about that. That's also going to Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, but I feel like after the initial impression of it, it's going to get a bit more uh, muddy in its reception. Compared to to The Last of Us and Cyberpunk, I do feel like Final Fantasy a lot less acclaim. <laughs> that's I think uh, that's for sure. Yeah, I could see that in some things, but then again, it's a matter of whether when people re-review it, how much do they actually think it's uh, worthy of acclaim, essentially. Yeah. Um, especially on what field it's definitely like final fantasy 7 having played it on stream is worthy of a claim it's just that like there's no trophy for second best (laughs) and i just feel well technically there are but that's yeah but we're not we're but you know what i mean right yeah it's it's just there's no second best film of the year like final fantasy 7 remake is like a fantastic game but I, i don't know and and how maybe best RPG, but Cyberpunk might win that. So like, where where does it belong? And obviously, I'm giving Cyberpunk a game that isn't released a lot of credit. But if it's as good as what we're talking about, I it don't depends know. on whether they've started making like best remake. And even then, I think that would be a very hard competition this year with things mm-hmm. like uh, the remake of CNC uh, Command and Conquer, which was, as I understand it, the most pristine remake you could ever make <laughs> i'm looking at the category for the game awards and all the ones that i feel that final fantasy 7 remake can jump into certainly cyberpunk if it's at the same level the hype is at the same level as when it releases are going to beat it and if not that the last of us is like well yeah but it also depends on exactly how well cyberpunk is able to deliver you know yeah like it's gameplay per se because i have heard some people put forward searching criticism such as the hacking system is a bit uh odd like it actually resembles hacking more than say you know bioshock's pipe game or uh whatever you do in fallout 4 which was i think find the word yeah um and miller i think they uh, the game awards i think this year, uh, this year's Game Awards did have a category for remake slash remaster. Yo, there which, is remaster. Yes, yes, yes. So Final Fantasy will win that one. Means <laughs> that like that literally. Are you sure about that? After all, I'll just pointed out that C and C is like the pristine remake. Uh, I know, but that that's the thing is like that would eliminate uh, that uh, the whole factor is that with the whole remaster, the only competition it would have would be C and C. Um, because it would eliminate uh, Last of Us 2 or um, both original game. Well, uh, Last of Us 2 is obviously a sequel, and Cyberpunk 2077 is a original title. Original title, so they can't run for that one. Um, Its only competition would be stuff like uh, CNC, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, which, to be blunt, uh, it, it... I mean, like, they're doing good things with it, but mm-hmm. no, a different category-wise. Um, was there any other, like, remaster, remake that's coming out this year? Uh, 
their SpongeBob at Bikini Bottom. Yeah, that would probably be the <laughs> which ended up getting an hilarious bird. review by IGN, <laughs> or was it GameStop? GameSpot? I, I forget which. I think it was IGN. Did which... you hear of this one, Eddie? I've heard of the. I've heard of that remake. But I didn't hear the story. Okay, it's a reviewer gave it a two out of ten. Ouch. Why? Because it's so difficult. Okay, that's. <laughs> Uh, the, and the one thing I've heard, I've never played the game. I'm not a big fan of SpongeBob in any form or fashion. But every every person that I've ever heard that's played that game states that it's a, an amazing action platformer. Yeah. It is like Same. the successor to uh, Banjo and Kazooie and that era of gaming. It, it is supposedly the swan song of the whole collectathons. Collectathon pl- action platformers. Well, you, you all hear, heard it here, folks. Uh, here, oh my God, let me try again. You all have heard it here first. Jesus, why was that? The Game Awards and most most listing is, I think, is going to be a competition between Cyberpunk. Yeah, um, I, I know I, some I, people are going to go like, but what about Seven? I'm like, I like Seven. Don't yeah. get me wrong, it's a good game. It's great for it's what great it game. is. But from everything that I've seen and heard of Cyberpunk. I'm going to be rooting for Cyberpunk, like for all category uh, for yeah. all categories it comes up in. Because Unless Cyberpunk turns out to be a spectacular fla- failure, failure that we can't anticipate at this point, I can't see a category where when those two are compared, Cyberpunk won't win up on it. And that's and I say that knowing that they they crafted an excellent game with Seven. Like we've seen that we've we in our streams, how many times have we, have we emoted to what we've seen on the screen? A lot. And I don't think... I think that also is a thing of whether you got to the end, because I've heard that the ending is sort of a sour note for a lot of people. And because it's on the end, a lot of people remember that more than all the events leading up to it. And Obviously, I haven't that's, seen that yet. That's the only concession I'll have to make about 7, is that chapter 18 is probably... Off the rails? It, oh my god! You really had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> oh, it uses the rails to blow up everything. I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I That's don't know either. Vagarities. <laughs> we will find out in in a few weeks. We're we're almost there. <laughs> yes. Um. But anyway. In anyway, August. I, I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be interesting award season. Uh, again, I think at this point it's Cyberpunk's 27 Sims to lose because if they somehow do poorly, then yeah, I think it'll be. Last of Us and Final Fantasy VII that can take place. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, Cyberpunk... Well, I think be... The Last of Us 2 probably will clinch the best graphics, I think. It, yeah, because uh, the one thing I will state from what I've seen of Cyberpunk is that they do have to make some concessions to make all the cool fucking tech work, and that may detract a little bit from the graphics side. May. Sometimes well, just, they're trying to render so many people actually, you know, inside the city. And as somebody pointed out, uh, there seems to be less people, but not enough to sort of ruin the atmosphere. It doesn't feel deserted or, you know, like there's far less population density than there should be for a major metropolitan city. As a heads up, I've been rewatching a lot of cyberpunk stuff like Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> anyway, should we wrap things up? I yeah. Think we should. We'll, we'll, yeah, I think I think we have some excitement. Exciting things. I'm excited. This. Look, oh. It, my my only concern with Cyberpunk 277 moving to November is that December usually involves me moving around a lot. November and December usually involves me moving around a lot. 
so I won't be home, which means I'm really going to have to squeeze in time. Like, I'm going to play it for you. <laughs> this what, has been uh, a presentation console, what, of uh, platform are you going to play it on? Adios. Okay. By, then, by then, I'm going to have a, a new gaming rig. Okay. Rip out the guts and, so I'm definitely looking forward to playing that. Okay. Anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> Good times. Okay, signing off. We'll we'll see everybody in two weeks. We'll take an off the following week. Later, y'all. Watch your streams. Bye. And then, David, are you releasing Sunday episode? Yes. Okay, then look forward to those. Bye, everybody.